It's time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Sound 1, Red Review. Hello and welcome to another Red Review. I'm Alan Davidson and joined, as always, by Dave Galloway and this week by a proper Dons legend in Ian Jess. And Dave, start off this weekend's game less than convincing, but in the end, three points. Yeah, job done. I think that is about the most positive thing you can say about it. St Mirren uh, very nearly taking the lead very early on and very nearly grabbing a point very late on in between Aberdeen did a bit of huffing and puffing but it was uh, thoroughly um, unconvincing um, we'll we'll hear in a moment from uh, the manager on Saturday's match including uh, the late penalty award but 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 for me um, you know it was three points let's just move on yeah and you know, I think um, I don't know if you, if you saw the game at the weekend but I think it was less than Less less than convincing, and I think we could have problems on Wednesday night if we play like that, but thank goodness for Sam Cosgrove, the Dons have a goal scorer in that one. Yeah, um, Sam Cos- Cosgrove's having a, a great season, so uh, I haven't managed to sort of see the game, but um, the three points is the most important thing. It's not, it's not how you get it. Um, but obviously, with Rangers coming on, on Wednesday, uh, we'll have to be at the, at the best uh, to sort of overcome Rangers, who are who are quite strong at the moment. Yeah, Dave. I mean, and yet another game and another goal for Cosgrove. How many Morelos millions is he worth? Oh, I, I, absolutely. I mean, for for a guy that cost about twenty grand, um, you know, he, he must he must be worth a couple of million now. I would have thought, especially in today's market values. He's he just he is so at home scoring goals. He you know he didn't look like a natural goal scorer when he first arrived certainly some would argue he didn't look like a natural footballer when he first arrived but he just he seems to have that instinct and he's got the balance and the poise and the the control and the the belief he believes he's going to score every time he goes out and 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 plays and hopefully does the the same on Wednesday yeah absolutely and also the other goal coming from now again kind of the, the opposite Cosgrove young talent coming through McGinn the 500th goal under Derek McInnes and he scored the first one yeah <laughs> a, a, a real, a real uh, landmark goal um, a, a really good finish we, we don't see that often enough from Niall he's an excellent player but um, we, we need to see that on a more consistent basis because on his day he can be a match winner yeah and speaking of match winners Ian Big Joe Lewis that, 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 that's how you make up for a mistake isn't it well, yeah, I mean, I've, I've not seen so much of him. I mean, Joe Lewis is a, is, is a top goalkeeper. Um, I actually met Joe at um, a community trust thing uh, about a month ago. And seemed across, came across a really nice guy. Um, but uh, the goalkeeper is so important. And Aberdeen have always had some good, great goalkeepers. And um, in my time when I played with some great keepers, but uh, Joe's, Joe's a top-notch goalkeeper. So he's, he's really important to the team. Yeah, and I think for a for a, for a fan of certainly my my era, Dave, have, having a goalkeeper, you actually, and I think I, I spoke to somebody about this at the weekend, having a goalkeeper standing up there against a penalty, and you actually fancy him to save it. Yeah, I, I mean, again, you know, he he believes that he's going to save that penalty kick. Self belief is so much allied to ability in football, and you know, the, the first save he made was was very good. It came straight back out to Andrew, and then he made another. Uh, very good save as well. Um, as for the penalty awards, 
itself. Well, let's hear from the manager now. Let's hear from Derek on Saturday's match, including that late spot kick award. I thought he could have been far more blatant and try to pull him down. Uh, and for me, um, it was a yellow card. I didn't think at the time it was anything more than a yellow card. Obviously, I'm annoyed and aggrieved at how we can get ourselves in that situation. A straight ball from left centre-back into that, that left channel. How that can be... Um, all of a sudden running out with our pants and fire and a penalty kick. You know, St Martin had a chance for 12 yards to get, you know, to score a, an equalising goal. Um, and uh, thankfully Joe has done what he's done for me plenty of times. He's worth about, as I say, 12 points a season. You know, that's why we, we fought so hard to keep him and, and, uh, and why he's on such a long contract here because he's invaluable. And I think when you've got a nine at the top at Cosgrove and a keeper at Joe, uh, even when you don't play to best, you pick up uh, points. And... Um, Today was a case in point. There's no doubt we deserve to win the game. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Score goals at one end, keep them out the other. Simple game, really, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Football, yeah, it can be very simple, can't it? But it has to be said, um, I, I thought St Mirren played some, some really good football at times, but with little or no end product. And by all accounts, they did the same in the previous game. Against Hibs, they played some really good stuff, but they didn't have a, a cutting edge. Um, I'm very glad they didn't have much of a cutting edge on Saturday. Otherwise, it could have been uh, another embarrassing scoreline after the really crushing disappointment of drawing 1-1 um, against the nine-man side bottom of the league. No, that's it, Ian. I think um, Jim Goodwin, I think, was one in the fact that Joe Lewis wasn't shown the red card and was there to save the penalty on Saturday. But... Surely, as a as as a striker in Tony Andrew, he he got two bites at it. He got the penalty and he got the rebound and couldn't stick either away. Surely, that's not on the referee not sending Joe Lewis off if he can't take either of those chances. Well, it's a great opportunity, obviously. So, uh, penalty enough. Um, obviously, there's a lot of pressure when you're sort of taking a penalty. I've, I've missed penalties in my time, so. Um, but obviously, uh, Joe um, Joe's done really well on that that occasion. You know. Um, so I'm sure the lad would be disappointed not to have, uh, not to have scored the penalty, but um, I wouldn't like to sort of be coming up against Joe in a penalty situation. I know that. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he certainly fills the goal, doesn't he, Dave? He certainly does. You know, for such a big guy, I think he's six foot five or something like that. He gets down so well. I mean, we've seen in the past big goalies that aren't so good uh, at getting down for really low shots that are just inside the post but his athleticism for, for such a great guy is um, very good I had a chat with a big man after the game about those vital saves uh, that he made very late on and very early on too obviously you don't want to have too many too much to do um, for a goalkeeper you, you want, it's nice personally to make a save early on and, and it gets you well in the game and it gives you the, the confidence to, to go on from there so um so yeah, I, I enjoyed the game, but I, like I say, I, I, at one stage it was uh, I, I was worried that my, my decision to come out was was going to cost us two points. But fortunately, I was able to make a, make the two saves for it to be the other way. Yeah, no, very like that. Like Derek McKenna said, very valuable to have Joe in. And just while we're on the subject of penalties, Dave, mm-hmm. one that I didn't think has been mentioned was the the penalty that I thought Aberdeen should have had for Scott McKenna almost being decapitated. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that that seems to have conveniently been um, glossed over. Uh, for me, that was uh, 
you know, my my um, my first uh, sight at it in real time was that it was a penalty. I'd, I'd very much like to see that one again because certainly I think if the St Mirren penalty at the end was a was a, a spot kick, then surely Aberdeen should have had one as well. But hey, referees being inconsistent, it, who would have guessed it? But it, it's it's one of those, isn't it? I mean, Scott McKenna's six two six three, isn't he? He's a big lad, and 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 he jumped. <laughs> He was yeah. he was off the ground and was still almost kicked in the head. Mm. If that isn't a high boot, I'm not quite sure what is. <laughs> but anyway, that's that, we've managed to drag a good nine nine ten minutes out of a fairly tall game. If I'm totally honest, yeah, actually, yes. They were, so on, on to on to the predictor, I think, Dave. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll go on to the predictor now. Um, where will we start? We'll start uh, Hibs and Kilmarnock. That was a that was a two two. Uh, I went for 2-1 and Ian Jess, well done, sir. You got it bang on the money, 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, um, so I'm so quite surprised by that. But um, yeah, it was a good start. <laughs> good start the predictor. So I'm going to start doing the coupon now. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I, think there's a, a, I mean, I think Jack Ross will be disappointed, but there are, there are real signs already at, at Hibs, Dave. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. By all accounts, they're they're playing a lot better. They're playing more free f- uh, flowing football. And Christian Dodge, we've mentioned this before. Is there another Christian Dodge out there? Because the one at Petodre uh, looked, um, you know, like he couldn't hit a coup in the earth with a banjo, to be honest. But um, you know, looking at him now, he j- he just can't stop scoring. He's like a striker reborn. Yeah, no, I think. Uh... So something funny going on the bottom, clearly. Um, on to Livingston Hamilton. Well, that sounded like a real inspirational game at the Spaghetti Had, as it's uh, lovingly dubbed. Um, nil nil. So, nay goals, nay much excitement by the sound of things. Um, I went for 2 1 Hamilton. Ian went for 1 uh, 1. Okay. Yeah, I think um, yep. Ian would, would. I think we probably saw. Not much entertainment coming out of that one. Yeah, yeah. It was no, never. It was never going to be a classic, Ian, was it? <laughs> uh, no, um, I, I didn't have it down as a classic anyway. But um, so I'm just looking at. It, I just thought there might be, it might be a draw. So um, I went for one-one, but uh, obviously it was uh, it was no goals in the game. It's just uh, disappointing from a spectator's point of view. Yeah. Um, Bit of a surprise, um, Motherwell and St. Johnson. I went uh, 1-0, uh, Ian went 2-0, and it was 4-0 uh, to Motherwell against St. Johnson. And apparently the Motherwell manager, uh, Stephen Robinson, came out after the game and said he didn't think his side played particularly well. So does that mean St. Johnson were absolutely honking? <laughs> well, St. Johnson are struggling, obviously, sitting at the bottom of the league, you know. Um, I'd sort of seen them... I seen the Aberdeen St Johnston game uh, last week and um, wasn't too impressed with St Johnston at that time. But uh, I know that Motherwell are similarly playing really good football and uh, yeah, surprising to get the four goals. But I had them down as two 0 and I thought they would have got the three points, which they did. Yeah, Tommy Wright's done a, a wonderful job at St Johnston, but has, has has he perhaps reached the end of his shelf life? Uh, well, I mean it's. It's, uh, the situation they're in, they sort of look as if they're lacking confidence. Um, they're sort of sitting bottom of the league. Obviously, there's sort of three teams on the same points, but um, you know, a, a couple, a couple of results are difficult to come by. But a couple of results sort of gets you, gets you up the table, you know. But um, uh, yeah, Tommy's done it 
done a good job in the, in the past and just suffering a little bit from it. But um, yeah, well, yeah, a couple of a couple of good results will start taking them back up the table. But it's it's difficult when there's a lack of confidence in the team. Yeah, let's quickly gloss over the Aberdeen result. 2-1 to the Dons. I went for 3-0. Ian, you went for uh, 2-0. But as we've already said at the top of the show, it's a victory, four wins out of five. So I guess that's not too bad. We'll take that. And on on to Sunday's game, just quickly. Celtic up at Dingwall. 4-1 winners, Dave. No surprise there. Um, Ian and I both went for 3-0, so we both got the margin of victory uh, right, so I think mm-hmm. that's that's one point for me and one point Still. for the Red Army, is that right? Yes. Uh, and then Rangers against Hearts. It was a case of anything you can do, we can do better, and they absolutely pulverised Hearts uh, 5-0. I'd gone for 4-0, Ian had gone for uh, 3-1, but I mean, looking at the league table, there's only one goal in it, in goal difference, so we do have a, a a title fight in our hands, much to the joy of all the all the Glasgow media. Yes, um, and Rain, <laughs> just for them. Just, just quickly on still managerless hearts. Um, I think if th- this was being treated as a job interview for Austin McPhee, it's very much we'll call you. Yes, I or, think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think the uh, the the audition hasn't gone too well. I think it's fair to say. Uh, by all accounts, he's a good coach. He's a very good coach. Uh, but clearly he doesn't appear to be a manager. Oh, it motivates the first team. So I, I did see something on uh, social media over the over the weekend, Ian, about uh, Levine further out. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a it's it's a disappointing heart. So we've got a good a good squad, good side, but obviously just not getting the results at the moment. So um, and obviously not having a manager so it doesn't help, but. Um, I think they'll have to appoint somebody very soon. They'll have to find the right person as well. So um, it's a difficult situation that Hearts have found themselves in. Yeah, well, I think if we we spoke about it enough on this show that I think possibly the the hecking bottom decision was in kind of accelerated by Hearts' removal of Levine because they both wanted Jack Ross and Hibbs have got him, and Hearts now have a problem. Yeah, well, you know, Jack Ross was, you know, I think he was very unfortunate at Sunderland. He did a wonderful job at St Mirren. They were playing some really good free-flowing football. And we've certainly got what appears to be the new manager bounce at Easter Road. Will it continue? We shall uh, wait and see. The two tests will come a few weeks down the line. Are they still playing good football? Are they still scoring goals? Are they still keeping the fans happy? Clearly, they're doing that at the moment, but you know, can they keep it up? I've, I've no doubt they will because Jack Ross is a, a very good young manager. Well, where that leaves us, Dave, on the predictor. So that was this week. That was four points for yourself, Dave, for Dave McDermott, and for Mike. Five for me, seven for Andrew, and an impressive eight from Ian. Wow. So you, wow. You... Well, football coupon next week, I think. This... This weekend coming up, I think I'll be doing the football coupons. So. Right, we'll take go go and go and text us your predictions then, and I'll put I'll put the same ones on. <laughs> so just quick, just quickly in the table that leaves us. Oh, must Dave, be. Dave, Dave, Max still on top with seventy. Myself sixty-seven. Andrew sixty-six. Mike fifty-eight. The Red Army opening up a bit of a gap at the bottom on fifty-one. <laughs> From Dave, 47 points, mate. Thanks, Ian. You've put me bottom of the table again. Thanks. My apologies. 
That's, it, it's definitely Sugarly Peg Town, Dave. <laughs> I think so. Re- relegation Gallo- is Galloway out. Galloway out. <laughs> Dave, just just message me every weekend and I'll do them for you. Thanks very much. I'll I'll slip you a few quid as well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, make sure the payments are all above board, Dave. We wouldn't uh, want you going into administration and liquidation and having yeah. to be relegated. Well, I won't make division. an EBT payment. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Controversial. He's staying quiet on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Quite right. Not not too incriminating. Right. Anyway, moving on quickly before we get ourselves in trouble, Dave. Just quickly before we have a a little bit of chat, let's let's look ahead to Wednesday night. Obviously, big game coming up on Wednesday as Rangers come to Pataudry. Yes, indeed. Um, I spoke to Derek McInnes uh, about this, about how good it was to build up a bit of momentum with, with, you know, with. Four wins and a draw from five games. Um, let's hear his uh, comments um, on Rangers, which, to be honest, have not gone down at all well with some sections of the Red Army. Certainly after the Celtic game, you know, we'd, uh, we just needed to knuckle down. There was a lot of noise. We just needed to get on with the job in hand. And other than sl- chipping away two points last week, when we should have got a penalty, if you're talking about still more penalties, you know, at one nothing, we. We go and get a penalty there, score a second goal, then we could win it. But we were guilty of a cheap goal then, and it's cost us. So we were so close to getting five wins out of five, but four wins and a draw out of five games is no bad shooting. And now we face uh, one of the strongest teams in the country, both Rangers and Celtic are playing at such a good level at the minute for, for their own standards. Rangers are a better team than us, they've got better players, but we can win the game. And it's important that my players believe that when they go out there, that we have to try and do so much well in the game. Um, and let them know that we're there in the game for us to have any chance of getting the result we want. Well, <sighs> unfortunate comments I, from I, the manager there. Yeah, Ian, you would think possibly the the, the the kind of the sentiment behind it was right, but possibly worded slightly clumsily. Um, I don't know. Maybe Derek's sort of method and his madness is just sort of trying to rile his players up. So there might be that sort of psychological effect on it. So. Um, it probably would have been different if it had been another side that hadn't been Rangers because obviously the, um, the sort of rivalry between sort of both clubs is, is massive and uh, that's never going to change um, but um, yeah the, I mean as I say you sort of maybe maybe Derek didn't mean to sort of say it that way but um, yeah it might be method in his madness really so it might just be a psychological thing to his, his squad to sort of because um, it's such a big game to sort of get them riled up a little bit, so maybe that's maybe that's the point. Can, can you understand Ian why some sections of the Red Army are uh, more than a little frustrated at those comments? Yeah, I'm sure because it's, yeah, I mean yeah, it's, it's big comments to make. Obviously, so Aberdeen fans think their team is is better and they've got better players than Rangers, so um, obviously that's going to rile them up. But the most important thing is is Wednesday night, you know, so. Um, if if those words sort of have the effect that it would have on would have had on me as a as a player, um, you know you want to start, want to prove your manager wrong and um, and sort of get the result that's needed on Wednesday night, you know. So um, yeah, for me, sort of looking at it from if, if my manager was to say that, I would be sort of um, I would understand it, but you know I would I would. Write, I would I'd like to sort of rectify it and prove a point that um, that we were better players and a better side. So, 
so that's that's the most important thing. Wednesday night's the most important thing to sort of get the results. Uh, I can understand Derek saying it, um, and just hopefully there's a right reaction from from the team to sort of prove prove him wrong. Yeah, so that 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 would be your your reaction if, if you were an Aberdeen player today. You'd be listening to Derek's comments and going, "Oh, really? I'll prove you wrong. Let's go out and score a, a goal or two against Rangers." Yeah, exactly. So uh, I don't know if you ever needed uh, any extra motivation against Rangers, though. Did you mean? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was all. Didn't have any. No, I would, I would love to be putting my boots on Wednesday night. I love a night game at Petardry. So I'll get my, I'll get my old uh, Copa Copa Mundiales out and put them on. So no problem. I'll last about two minutes, but there I go. <laughs> <laughs> what well, you've scored some great goals against Rangers. What would be the your your personal uh, pick of the bunch, Ian? Um. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I've been. I've, I've been a few. It's obviously, the, the one that stands out is the uh, the one at Ibrox. There's, there's a couple of Ibrox, but this uh, the one from the halfway line when they sort of run forward. So, um, it's uh, thirty yards. That's the one that's uh, been the supporters sort of hanker on about and sort of talk about a lot. So, um, there's that one. It was one at Petrodi as well. That sort of, um, sort of managed to set. I sort of turned Richard Goff in the edge of the box and volleyed it in. It was a Dick Donald side and um, passed Gorham. So um, that was another one as well. So, uh, But yeah, it's got some, yeah, some good goals against Rangers. So. <laughs> ah, joy. Could talk about this all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, fun, fantastic. Um, you played for... Um, what about the managers you played for at, at Petaudry? How many managers did you play for, Ian? <laughs> Uh, quite a few, to be fair. So <laughs> obviously, yeah, Alex Smith was uh, my first manager. So and he was the one that obviously sort of gave me more opportunity and sort of had the confidence in my ability to to, to put me in at an early age. So um, um, so I mean, he was yeah, sort of the men, my mentor basically. So um, you know, so sort of, I want to thank Alex Smith for having the confidence to sort of do that. You know, at that time. Um, um, so yeah, Alex Smith, uh, Willie obviously, uh, Roy, Roy Aiken, Scovedal, Paul Hegarty, Alec Miller, um, probably there's a couple that I've missed. But, um, yeah, all different different qualities, different type of management management skills. Um, so yeah, um, some some interesting interesting times, you know. You you mentioned uh, Ebby Scovedal there, Uncle Ebby as he was affectionately known. Uh, uh, lovely guy, but he he came out with some some great quotes, didn't he? Yeah, um, Eb was uh, yeah a, a gentleman. Eb, um, I never sort of really sort of his football and philosophy wasn't sort of my philosophy. Um, I always remember the time that Eb he played me up front on my own, where I think it was Arold and uh, Robbie Winters on either wing. And he sort of pulled me one day and he said, I'm playing you up front on your own. Uh, obviously the big target man that I was. And uh, <laughs> he basically said that uh, you're the only person in the team that can sort of chest it down or take it in and then hook it in behind the fullbacks for Stavrum and uh, Winston to run on to. Uh, and uh, that was the tactics of the day. Uh, we ebbed, so, you know, it was sort of, Hit the big target man and me, and uh, I just had to sort of hook it in behind for uh, the either fullback for uh, 
Harold and Robbie to use their pace to get in behind. That was the tactics. So, um, not really my philosophy, but there you go. I tried my best. <laughs> Interesting times. I mean, you know, only with Ebby could you, in the same season, the, the team I remember uh, once finished bottom of the league but got to two cup finals. Yeah. But, you know, amazing. Yeah, which, yeah, amazing. I mean, to be fair, Ebb's, yeah, Ebb was a, a great character. Obviously, had his all, all his little quotes that he they had um, and he had his philosophy you know I, I wouldn't have a bad word to say about him because he was a gentleman and um, you know and it was a bizarre season it was a really bizarre season because obviously we, sat, we were sitting bottom of the league and we get to two cup finals which was amazing uh, just, I don't know many clubs have actually sort of done that so you know that's it was just a weird a weird season a bizarre season obviously not having this sort of consistency in the league to sort of get the results but obviously went on good runs in, in, in both cups. So, yeah, it was, it was strange. I think my favourite Ebby Skodal quote was, um, I think it was possibly after a, a hammering by Celtic, which happened quite often in those days. He said the operation was a success, but the patient died. <laughs> uh, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had a few others. I can't remember them, but there was, there was a... A bench in the change room that I, I know that uh, every sort of like quotes are written on by the players and on the table of uh, it was different quotes, but um, my memory is not that good to actually sort of remember any of them. And whether there was uh, whether you could say over radio, I, I, I would hazard to think that uh, you couldn't possibly do that. So well, we can uh, we can we can use the bleep machine. We have a bleep <laughs> machine because this is pre-recorded, so you know. We did use a no, couple of bleeps when um, when Dazzler was on the show. <laughs> a couple of fruity uh, outbursts that he used that we uh, we kind of we kind of covered up, don't we, Alan? Yeah, yes, Dave. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, well, I've got a story on there, but I'm, I'm possibly not going to. It's not for. Uh, it's not definitely not for radio, even with the even with the bleeps. So, um, oh. I'll, <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get it off you once we finish recording then <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it I think I, I told the, the Hall of Fame uh, the Hall of Fame um, uh, dinner uh, I told the story then so it's probably just for that environment rather than radio or TV <laughs> oh you mean it's for, for, for late, late, late night when everybody's had a few drinks yeah, parental guidance yeah <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you mentioned the dressing room there. Uh, you must have played with a right good few characters at at Pitodi. Who who kind of sticks out? What are the, the the big characters that that are most memorable and uh, were 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 funniest for you? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, when I when I broke into the first team, obviously the characters in the dressing room, I was actually sort of scared to go in there because when I broke into the first team, I was still in the reserve changing room at that time, so. Even then, I was still, you know, it would sort of be a knock on the door to go into the dressing room in case Willie and that was there. So, um, but I mean, uh, at that time, it was obviously Willie, Big Alec, um, Jim Bett, Charlie Nicholas, um, Hans, um, you know, these uh, top international players. So, um, but then obviously, so once I got into that dressing room, I, I wouldn't say boot a goose, you know, I would be the quiet one sitting in the corner. Um, but there were some great characters, obviously. Uh, Charlie, Charlie Nicholas was a character in there. 
um, always laughing and joking. Um, and Jim Bet, Jim's sort of sense of humour, sort of very dry, but um, sort of quite intelligent sense of humour, Jim. Um, and obviously, so as time went on, um, the likes of Duncan Shearer, um, Billy Dodds, you know, so a bit big characters in the dressing room. So uh, and some really, really good players and, and, and good people, you know. So I was quite lucky in that in that sense to have a, a good working environment in there. Who, who were the Who were the dressing room clowns? Who were the the sort of wind up merchants? Uh, I'll try to think. Uh... It was just uh, sort of, sort of uh, Dodgy and, uh, and Duncan. Duncan was always up to a little bit of mischief, um, and obviously these are these are parental guidance as well. That sort of dressing room things. Um, oh, <laughs> there must be some you can tell. <laughs> looking for sad stories. Um, <laughs> yes, sensible sort of, you know, just just banter, typical dressing room banter. You know, nothing sort of ridiculous. Um, but some some good characters made some great times there. You know, it was a, a great a, a great team ethic and a great team spirit within that dressing room. So, uh, quite lucky they sort of be in that environment. You know, as I said. So, Ian, I was uh, speaking to our colleague Andrew um, just the other day before when, when we were speaking about you coming on the show, um, and mm-hmm. he was telling me to ask you if you remember if you remember if you remember the story of uh, an abandoned game at uh, a postponed game at Dens Park. Um, before the Christmas night out, and uh, Chick Young suggesting you were on your way to Ibrox for signing talks. All right, okay, yeah, yeah. Chick, Chick gets a little bit of stick for that. God bless him. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I don't know where such Chick got that, but uh, he'll probably still say to this day that he was right, but obviously he wasn't. So, um, but yeah, Chick gets a lot, of, a lot of stick for that one. So. Um, do, do, do you want to for the listeners who don't know? Do you want to explain that story for us? Um, I don't know where Chick got it. Obviously, it was just yeah. So it came out, and then obviously just just all went yeah with the papers and the media and things like that. And obviously, I knew know nothing about it. So um, that was that was Chick, and I mean I got on really well with Chick. So. Um, Used to have sort of great interviews with Czech, and I usually really used to work, uh, like working with Czech. And uh, yeah, it's just come out with this that I was supposed to go in Ibrox. So um, he's probably yeah, he'll probably this day probably say that he was still right because that's that's the way the journalists work. But yeah, um, yeah he's took a lot of stick for that. Well, um, so, so, I don't know how it's talking about. So, certainly, in Andrew's version of the story, Czech is standing at the back of the stand reporting this live on the radio, and. Uh, oh, you, right. you, you 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 informed him as he was on air that it wasn't true. <laughs> well, yeah, I can't actually remember that he actually asked he actually asked me that in an interview. Well, I know in, 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 in Andrew's version of this story, and you, I'm quite happy to tell him he's wrong. Um, because the game had been abandoned, there were only the players and the press in the stadium. Yeah. And Ch- Chick was standing at the back of the stand reporting live on air that he could exclusively reveal that you were off yeah. to Ibrox for signing talks. And your response, <laughs> and I'll, I'll edit it, is. No, I'm not. I'm off to Newcastle to uh, enjoy some alcoholic beverages on the Christmas night out. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not going to dispute the fact that's probably right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that was the only, yeah, that was an exclusive in itself, us going to Newcastle on the Christmas night out. So, yeah. And, uh, yeah, there was a few uh, a few alcoholic beverages sung that evening. So, yeah. Um, 
Newcastle's a good night out. <laughs> <laughs> more, more, more enjoyable than Ibrox. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, just in, um, I mean, what would what would be your your kind of standout moment from your from your time at the Pataudry? What's the what's what's the one the one moment from your time with the Dons that re- that really stands out with you, with you? Well, so obviously winning, winning the trophies, you know. Um, you know, lucky enough to sort of win three trophies with Aberdeen, you know. And so a lot of players can't go through their career without actually having the, the privilege to have done so. So um, you're in the game to sort of win things, and I was lucky enough to do that. So um, I can sort of go back to the, sort of, the Skull Cup final against Rangers when I'd only played maybe sort of two or three games for the first team and then Alex Smith again having the confidence to actually stick me in that situation. Um, and the thing is, is at 18, I can't remember that much about the game. I can obviously remember the goals, but um, I can't really sort of remember the games because the game because I was sort of that nervous and probably caught up in the situation that I, I, couldn't, I couldn't possibly enjoy the game. Obviously enjoyed... You know, sort of lifting the cup and things like that. But um, looking back in the game, I wouldn't be able to sort of pick out, apart from the goals, sort of specific things in the game that happened. Um, and um, so the 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 game against Dundee as well, the cup final against Dundee as well. So it was was a was a big night, you know, a big, a big day to sort of win that as well. So um, yeah, I've been lucky enough to sort of have been involved in. And, and obviously lost in cup finals as well, but you're in the game to sort of win things. So these are the things that uh, these are the the highlights. There's obviously sort of goals and and and, and games that you can sort of look back on as well. Um, you know, sort of the goals goals against sort of Rangers or the you know a hat trick against Dungeon United or the four goals at Dunfermline. Um, these are sort of great moments that uh, you know you can sort of look back on. Um, so yeah, I've had, I had some great times at Pretoria. Obviously, the sort of best times in my, my my career was at Aberdeen. So uh, fantastic to look back on these things, you know. And obviously, with the the likes of Twitter and Facebook and social media things, I'm seeing things that on my Twitter on my Twitter that you know are goals that I haven't seen since the actual sort of day that actually happened. So it's nice to sort of look back on them, you know. When when you scored that uh, goal at Ibrox, running from the halfway line, thumping the ball into the net, and you you saw the ball hit the net, and then you saw the fans surging forward, you saw them spilling onto the track at Ibrox. What a hell of a feeling that must have been! You must have felt ten foot tall then. Yeah, I mean the story behind the the goal was a story behind the goal because we'd actually played uh, Rangers at Hamden, I think, a week or two weeks previous uh, in the semi final of the cup. And it was the keepy up when I did the keepy ups. Um, oh yes. And um, so the story behind it is like when I did the keepy ups, um, uh, Gaza was uh, was not too happy <laughs> with what I was doing, but um, he sort of basically. I never touched the ball for the last fifteen twenty minutes of that semi final because I just had Gaza on my shoulder. He wasn't even even interested in the game. He wanted to. Um, basically to hurt me he was not having any of it he asked me what, what I thought I was doing I just I'd sort of said to guys I said look you know you wouldn't you would have done it you know but he man marked me for the last 15-20 minutes of that game or whatever was left he had no he had no interest in the game at all he was <laughs> he was wanting to do some damage and obviously we won the game uh, we won the semi-final and then uh, we were, 
we went to Ibrox a week, two weeks later, and I never thought anything of it. So the game starts, the kickoff starts, and Gaza's went to Ian Ferguson. He says, "Look, show him into me. I'm going to. I'm not going to expletives on the the on radio, yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah, beef. I'm going to bleeping uh, well have him. <laughs> he was going to do some damage to me. So I'm like, oh no, here we go. Uh, I'm in trouble here. So uh, and I had uh, so uh, looking back at what happened at, uh, when he was at Spursby, I think it was Gary Charles. He had the and the Gaza damaged his his own knee, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I'm in trouble. So I, I don't know how what what time it was in the game when the uh, when I then scored the goal, and um, I think it was just before half time, or it was when I was running back. And uh, Gaza basically came across to me and said, look, he said, that's some goal. That was some goal. He says, you can play. And I just went, oh, I said, thanks very much. I says, you're not too bad yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. And that was was the end of it. The second half, it was just like a normal. He he had no intentions of of, of doing any damage to me. So I gained Gaza's respect in that that day. Um, And, uh, I mean, Gaza was a absolute sensational player so I've got Gaza's respect so I'm quite happy with that so uh, but yeah that, that goal yeah it's yeah it's it's one that Aberdeen fans always talk about and I, I think if it had been against no disrespect uh, against St Johnston or, or, or Kilmarnock it would have been talked talked about but because it was at Ibrox because it was against Rangers it's just this huge you know huge thing and sort of the memory of an Aberdeen supporter which is it's fantastic for me. So it's the one that the the fans talk about more, more or less, and they, they keep up obviously as well. So they've sort of, they, they sort of come together in the one story, which is which is quite good. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of speaking of the fans, and obviously recently um, the opening of the new training ground at Cormac Park, uh, the, the fans voted for the, for one of the, the training pitches to be named after 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 you. What was what was that like knowing that that had kind of come from a vote from the fans? Well, again, you know, um, having just had the Hall of Fame thing, um, which was which was humbling itself as well to sort of be put in amongst such, uh, you know, such players uh, that played for the club um, was was humbling itself. But um, the pitch being named after me is uh, is fantastic as well. It's just it's it's never going to go away. It's always going to be there, um, you know, and. To be voted by the supporters, that's even that's even more so, you know. So um, very proud um, that I've been sort of put in in, uh, in that situation with the with the training pitch actually sort of named after me. So I'm I'm having a standing joke now. Derek Young actually sent me a, a photo uh, because he's sort of, he does the academy now. Derek Young and uh, sent me a photo of him just outside the gate. So I sort of sent him back to look, just remember and wipe your feet when you go on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Um, so yeah, it's, it's fantastic. I mean, it's it's. I think the the Cormac Park, um, the training facility, which has been it was well documented when when I was at the club, was I needed that training facility, and it's just fantastic that they've got it now. I think it'll be no, it's fantastic for Derek, fantastic for players. Um, you know, it attract players as well from. Um, from the south because like when I went down south it was like oh, Aberdeen's like so cold you know it's like I wouldn't like, want to play up there you know um, and we probably have I, I think if you well 
if you go back in history and sort of players, if they sort of come up to Aberdeen, the, the training facilities, you know, going to barracks or going to seat, and it would be like, I'm not going there, you know. It's just players like to be molly coddled now, so you know, and this facility sort of gives you that, you know, and it's just it's just a lot better, it's more professional, and I think it'll it'll benefit the club um, as in sort of attracting players also to to come and to come and sign for the club. So it's. Yeah, it's really good. Excellent. I mean, I think this has been one of the more enjoyable podcasts, I would say, Dave. Yes. Oh, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Well, Ian, thank oh, you. you say that all the time. Every time you say that, you say that the same person every time. <laughs> <laughs> not, not at all. Not, not at, at all, all, Ian. No, it's been fantastic <laughs> having you on. No, thank you very much. <laughs> let's, let's, once again, Ian, thank you so much for joining us on this week's show. I've been Alan Davidson. This has been The Red Review. North Zone 1, Red Review.